Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Chuck Show hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday night with you. 404-726-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Getting ready for some Braves baseball here. Game number two in Colorado as Charlie Morton will take the hill coming off of a 14-4 shellacking. Uh, and I expect more of the same uh, tonight. Let's head out to the waitfor.com hotline. Let's talk to our friend of the show, Bob Nightingale, joining us, USA Today baseball columnist, national baseball columnist. You can uh, check him out on his personal Twitter page, as always, at B Nightingale. Bob, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes uh, here in Atlanta tonight on the show. Thanks, as always. Sure, my pleasure. Thanks, John. You know, uh, let's before we get into some Braves talk, let's talk about the incident from last night that with the two guys running on the field after Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, you know, obviously we saw the incident in Chicago as well. You know, I, I'll say it like this, Bob. You know, if you – and I think – I, I, if I'm understanding right, I think Denver has had some issues. I think last year their mascot got taken out by a fan or something like that. You know, is how concerned do we have to be? Because, again, I think people are just naturally brazen, whether it's because of social media or whatever. It doesn't seem like that there is as much heightened of a security for in some of these stadiums as, as what we need because, again, take somebody – you, you you don't have to you don't have to have you know somebody do something too too crazy you know to get involved in in a bad situation. I just I just don't know how something like last night could have happened you know with the two guys on the field. Yeah, I mean there's ways to uh, do it. Obviously, I mean they got security guards that come out in between the innings, but you know it's not like they're all lined up. Uh, you know it's it's easy to get lax. Uh, you know. Colorado was a great atmosphere there, one of the best atmospheres in uh, in baseball. So yeah, they really had you know little trouble, you know, not like in the uh, uh, White Sox years ago. I remember had the uh, the Kansas City Royals coach Tom Gamboa mm-hmm. attacked, you know, that sort of thing. But yeah, I'm so glad they put metal detectors in years ago. And that was always my fear that someone just you know goes nuts, you know, like almost you know like reading about elementary schools and classrooms that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how that woman got that gun in, you know, I guess, you know, it, you know, it was in her stomach or something, but yeah, that's, that should never happen in, in Chicago. And in this case, you know, just, you know, two drunken fans, you know, uh, rebel in the field. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure last time I've seen two, usually you see one guy, but not, but not two people. And he was around, you know, staying next to Kuna way too long. I could see you if you're doing it for a, uh, a couple of seconds. 
but it seemed like he was out there for a long, long time. And the second guy comes back. So, you know, that, that, that should never happen. I'm sure the you know, Rockies increased their, uh, you know, security, you know, tonight and we'll have it, you know, uh, increased for the rest of the season. But, but do you think that Bob, that somebody has to be made an example of, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll use a, a totally different genre. You know, when the government came down on, on Martha Stewart, they made an example out of her and said, look, this insider trading stuff is is not going to be allowed. Do they need to make an example out of one of these people that do something stupid like this and really kind of throw the book at him? Because if you don't have the fear of the repercussions about what's going to happen, it's going to continue to go on. I mean, if there's no fear about what's going to happen to you, if it's just a slap on the wrist – it's going to continue. I mean, that's just the way our society is nowadays. No, you're right. I mean, uh, yeah, you're going to, you know, make sure that name, uh, name the person's public, you know, right. People know who he is, where he's, you know, where he's working, that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, you're right. Gage can't say, okay, you're spending a couple hours in jail. You'll see you later. Uh, you know, it's scary when you saw a, a coon drop to the ground, like what's going on here. So yeah, I mean, you got it, you know, if you want to beef it up, say, you know what, you, you cross the line, you go in the field, you're spending a month in jail or something, you know, something like that. Uh, no, I, I'm with you. You can't, you know, you can't have these guys make deers with their friends, and guys who drink too much, you know, run to the field to, to win a bet. Bob Nightingale joining us here on the WaitFor.com hotline, national MLB columnist for USA Today. Uh, let's talk about Ronald Acuna because, again, I broke this all down yesterday on the radio show and – on my podcast, when you look, he's on track right now to set the, and I'm not talking about 1894 and Hugh Duffy era. I'm talking about modern day 20th century and beyond, but he's on pace to score the most runs in Braves history. He's on pace to steal the most bases in Braves history. He's third in the batting race right now. Um, his numbers are staggering when you, again, when you put it again, he's going to be top five in hits in a season for the Braves top 20, top 15 maybe in batting average and on base. And yet, I think that there's still a lot of people that look and say, well, listen, Freddie and Mookie Betts and things like that. Do you think, A, the vote gets split between those two guys and, and Ronald runs away with this? And just kind of put into context for me just how great of a season Ronald Acuna is having for this team. Yeah, I mean, right now, I think he's the MVP. You know, it's for the whole season. It's not having you know, a good month. Uh, you know, Mookie Betts, fabulous player, but he started off very slowly there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Freddie Freeman's been more, much more consistent. But, yeah, what, what Acuna has done is, you know, mind-bogglingly and putting some historic numbers. I think way too many people, you know, fans, voters, you know, look at the uh, war numbers, you know. War is that. You know, it's just a uh, – I saw someone had the same war as Freddie Freeman. Oh, the uh, – uh, San Diego, uh, the Kim, the you know the uh, infielder. You know, say like, how is that possible? I don't pay attention to the uh, you know Fangraphs war, you know, or you know Baseball Reference war. You know, you look at your own eyes, you look at the stats. So uh, I think Acuna right now should be the MVP. That being said, yeah, you know, he's going to have a uh, he's going to have a strong September. You know, back in the day it was just different. You know, I remember when uh, uh, Daryl Strawberry's numbers were much better than Kurt Gibson. Gibson won the MVP just because he went to Dodgers. Uh, Terry Pellington went that year over Barry Bonds, just what he meant that year to, uh, you know, the 93 Atlanta team. So I, I think the, uh, you know, you got to look at the whole, some of the parts. And, uh, and I think, you know, particularly stolen bases. I mean, I have uh, 
you know, whatever it is, 50, 60 more stolen bases than Mookie Betts. That's, that's staggering. Bob, help me help me understand a little bit because I've had this argument with with fans here over the last couple few weeks because I, I think if Spencer Strider leads the league in wins and, and he's on track to maybe be a 20-game winner and he ends up with 300 strikeouts, I don't know how you can – again, I know how good Snell has been and, and Zach Gallen – but you have a guy that if he leads the league in wins and he leads the league in strikeouts and he's got two of the three triple crown categories and at the rate he's going, he's going to finish probably, you know, if he continues to pitch like this, he's going to finish in the top maybe five or six in ERA. I don't know how he's not the Cy Young winner. I, I don't I don't know how, again, you could talk about uh, Snell with San Diego, but he doesn't have the wins, didn't have the strike. I mean, he's his numbers are great, but to your point, the wins above replacement thing seems to be the thing that's really driving some of this. Yeah, I think with the uh, Strider, as long as he lowers his ERA, you know, it was pretty high there for a while. It went through that slump. As long as he gets that thing down, you know, in your top five, uh, you know, particularly wins and strikeouts, you know, you know, people try to dismiss wins. You know, wins means everything to starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. I remember years ago being at Cooperstown with Greg Maddox, and someone asked uh, Greg, hey, do you, you think wins are overrated? He kind of lowered his glasses and said, you got to be kidding me. Wins mean everything to a starting pitcher. It's um, the reason Adam Wainwright's still pitching, trying to get two more wins at 200. So I think people dismiss that when they shouldn't. Uh, you know, and Snell's part, Snell's been very good, but he doesn't have the innings. I, I think you, you've got to have a lot of innings to win the award. You know, you, you should be uh, rewarding a starter if he goes deep in games and, and gives your team a lot of innings and, and Snell has not done that. Yeah. And, and that was my argument about Sandy Alcantara last year was just, it was the, again, yes, he had a really great ERA, but it was all the complete games and the fact that he was pitching deep and, you know, had, had the, I think the, the couple of shutouts and six complete games where we hadn't seen a guy pitch six complete games in about 25 years. It felt like, I mean, you know, that it was all of the other things that, and again, they were. I think that they were. I think without without him pitching, they were fifty and eighty when he didn't pitch. They were six games above five hundred when he pitched. Fifty and eighty when he didn't. I mean, that's again. You talk about wins and stuff like that. That that's having a real impact on a baseball game. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's like you know a few years when we saw. You know, uh, you know, uh, Kershaw won an MVP award. Verlander won an MVP. Because when you look at it, you're you're impacting three games. I mean, you know, when you're talking about uh, Alcantara, you know, going the complete game, so obviously he's affecting that one. He affects the game before because the manager can use his re- uh, bullpen a lot, knowing that you get to save him for the, the game he pitches, and then uh, the bullpen's fresh for the day after he pitches. So you're you're affecting three games. How about the season Matt Olson is having? I know he's not hit a home run, you know, here lately. But, you know, again, we talked a lot. You and I specifically talked about Sean Murphy and what a year he's having. Has Olson moved himself into the top three or four as far as MVP? Or is it pretty clear that, look, it's it's going to be Ronnie and Freddie and, and Betts no matter what? I mean, can somebody break into that top three like an Olson? He could. The other guys would have to fade. Uh, Olsen's had a marvelous season. You know, some years he you know would be running away with the MVP. 
but I, I, I think right now, you know, as we see here talking, I, I think it would be uh, Akuna one, uh, Mookie Betts two, Freddie Freeman three, and then Olson four. Uh, we'll see about five, maybe uh, a Cody Bellinger, or Corbin Carroll, that sort of thing, or a Luis Arise. But I, I think right now, uh, Olson will be number four. Bob, let me ask you about what the Angels are, are doing. They basically <laughs> placed about a quarter of their roster on, on waivers. I mean, is this the first step? I mean, I, I know that, you know, they, they've been adamant about not moving on from Otani or things like that, but you don't just cut a quarter of your roster and put them on waivers at, you know, the very end of August, uh, you know, going into September. What does this say about the direction that the Angels are going? Yeah, I mean, obviously the whole you know trade deadline blew up in their face. It's one thing to you know keep uh, Otani, but you know then they trade away some of their top prospects to get you know Giolito and Lopez and Grychik and C.J. Crone and those guys, and it didn't work out. Now it's just how they're trying to do is save money. So you know what, let's get a little luxury tax. You know maybe they can you know couch it and say you know what. Uh, we're doing it this way to save money to sign Otani. But if you're Otani, if you're any Angel player, even an Angel fan for that matter, is you can't be happy in the sense you're, you're almost giving up. It's like, okay, if these guys all get claimed, they're gone and gone for nothing. Our, our team's not even trying to win. So that's got to uh, you know, turn, turn off uh, players in that team. Why, why would he sign with the Angels? I mean, I, again, unless, you, unless you're telling me that he – that they're going to have to overpay. And, and I think you and I talked about the fact that, you know, it's maybe not necessarily about money, but why, if he wants to win, why would he sign with the Angels? I don't, I don't care if they bring Trout back or whatever. Why would he sign with the Angels if he ever wants to win? Yeah, it would have to be just strictly comfort level and, you know, believe me, that Okay. You know, they, they are better than they have been the last couple of years. And then they're about to turn the corner. That'd be the only way. Uh, that's why a lot of people think it's, you know, the Dodgers that way you don't have to you know, move across town. If you don't want to, you stay put. Uh, so yeah, just be, you know, trusting the medical staff, the, the coaching staff, front office and everything else. I mean, Trout did it, you know, Trout could have, uh, you know, gone to free agency one year later and decided not to. So he could take the same stance as Trout. So, you know what? I'm comfortable here. I like these guys. Let me stay. Last question for you, Bob. Um, any real doubts that Cody Bellinger is, you know, he's had a really nice bounce back year for the Cubs, um, hitting a ton, you know, for them. I don't know. I don't know if he's the comeback player because he played, you know, 144 games last year, but it, it really is a good story that he has gotten his, you know, career on track and he's putting up not, not the MVP numbers that we saw a few years ago, but, but certainly putting up really good numbers for the Cubs this year. Yeah, I mean, he is a, uh, a great bargain. They took a gamble on him. Just $17.5 million. Teams like the Giants won and the Rockies. And it paid off. And the original plan was to dump him at the, at the uh, trade deadline and get a lot for him. And, uh, you know, so happened during the race that so they couldn't trade him. So we'll see. I think he's going to ask for a big price tag. I think the price tag would be so high. Wouldn't surprise me if he's still sitting out there and comes spring training or at least February. Uh, you know, teams have got his side, okay. Is this a real Cody Bellinger, or was this year an aberration? Is he going back to what he was a couple of years, you know, the last couple of years when he was hurt? So uh, I don't think too many people will be in the bidding for for him. But it'll, it'll be interesting, you know, fascinating market. Just who believes in him and who believes that you know this isn't going to last. 
Bob Nightingale, USA Today national MLB columnist, joined me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. You can follow Bob on his personal Twitter page, at B Nightingale. Bob, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes in Atlanta, and we will certainly chat again here soon. All right, look forward to it. Take care, John. You got it. When we come back, it will be time for What's Bugging Chuckery. Um, based upon these filings, <clears throat> Tui's are probably going to have to come clean in the Michael Orr case. Kind of an interesting development in what Michael Orr is now asking for. Chuckery hanging out with you in the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 910 The Game, Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.